0: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports
1: Today.
2: If the Seahawks can stop the 49ers rushing attack, they can keep their playoff hopes alive. The Houston Rockets look like they're about ready for liftoff. And the Giants showed the rest of Major League Baseball why they are one of the top tier teams by getting Carlos Correa. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today. Searching all major sports.
3: Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
2: A month ago, the Seattle Seahawks were the feel-good story of the season. Since then, three out of four losses and now clinging to their playoff lives. Geno Smith is still the feel-good story of the season, by the way. And this Seahawks team has a real chance to get to the postseason, even after trading away their franchise quarterback. Joining me now Host of Locked On Seahawks, Corbin Smith. And Corbin, Seattle, for their troubles, gets the 49ers, who come in rolling right now. So how can the Seahawks get back on track after what is really a dispiriting loss to the Panthers last week?
4: First and foremost, Peter, they've got to find a way to stop the run. And I don't know if it's feasible against this 49ers offense, which is maybe the number one rushing juggernaut in the NFL, with Christian McCaffrey now on board and all the different weapons they have kyle shanahan scheming up in his laboratory ways to beat the opposition all the different formations the pre-snap motion the seahawks basically if you've had a pulse you can run for 100 yards on them that's how it's been the last month and i don't know what the answer is to that problem going back and watching the film it looks like it's a little bit of everything there's missed tackles galore They can't get off blocks. Their defensive line is messing up run fits. Their linebackers, they're messing up run fits. It has been a system-wide issue. It isn't just one position group. It's the whole defense, all the way from the defensive line back to the safeties. And what's crazy is during their four-game winning streak earlier in the season, that run defense was one of the best in the NFL. It looked like they had turned things around and then They went to Munich, they played the Buccaneers, who aren't exactly a juggernaut running the football themselves, and got exposed, and ever since then, they have not been able to seal the cracks on this run defense. So if they're going to have any chance of winning this football game, yeah, they're playing at home, that's going to benefit them, but they're going to have to find a way to slow down San Francisco's run game, and the way they played the last month, uh, that's
2: going to be very difficult for them
4: to accomplish.
2: It looked like, for part of the season at least, that, that the Seahawks were going to be able to win some of these games in a shootout. I mean, they won some, some crazy games, beat the Lions 48-45. Uh, they had a 39-32 loss to the Saints. They beat the Cardinals 31-21. I mean, they have won games scoring 30-plus points, but the 49ers are a different beast. This defense is incredible. How do you think the Seahawks can try and attack this 49ers defense? Because you are going to have to score probably 24-27 to beat the 49ers right now.
4: It's really a conundrum, Peter, when you think about it, because you look at the 49ers pass rush with Nick Bosa and company. I try not to. They're scary. It's dangerous. (laughs) And their linebackers are fantastic, really athletic linebackers across the board. And then their secondary, they've really solidified that group with various ward coming in at corner uh, Talanoa. uh, I never say his name correctly. Fenga or Hufanga, however you pronounce it, has been fantastic all season long. Pete Carroll was raving about him earlier this week. And so the 49ers from front to back, they have an elite defense that really fits the scheme that they're playing. They're well coached. And so from Seattle's perspective, what's the best way to beat this team? Well, they have given up some chunk plays where there's been coverage breakdowns. But are you going to have an opportunity to do that when you have Nick Bosa and company chasing after you? And so they've got to find a way that they can get their run game going, which ironically, they haven't been able to stop the run. They haven't been able to run the ball effectively either the last month. That really has been the biggest issue with just the run game in general. If they can find a semblance of a run game, get those tight ends worked in the middle of the field and open up some of those deep balls downfield. The 49ers have given up some shot plays this year. You've just got to be able to set those up. And when you get those opportunities, Geno Smith has to be money. That is how you move the ball against his team. I don't think you're going to have success if you're trying to run a lot of 10, 12 play drives, which hasn't been strength for the Seahawks anyway. But that just doesn't work against this 49ers defense. They're going to need some explosives sprinkled in somehow, some way. And it's just really difficult when you consider the pass rush that they've got to do that.
2: Stay up to date all year on the Seattle Seahawks by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Seahawks podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Houston Rockets are beginning to see the pieces come together, but first, we look at yet another close loss for the Chicago Bulls. Can we can we pause the pod for a second? Okay, we paused. Great, because you have to try the new built bar flavors. I'm talking about cookie dough topper, cookie No brownie bar, coconut brownie topper. I just bought a bunch of these yesterday, in fact, because my stores needed replenishing. These things are unbelievable. You are going to want something a little bit on the tasty side around the holidays and maybe a little bit less on the naughty side For the holidays, if you're trying to stay on Santa's good list, so Built can help you do that because we're talking about 100% real chocolate, but 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories. Just sink your teeth into that first bite and it will change your life forever. I'm not joking. I'm not exaggerating. These things are a game changer. They became a staple in my household. They really have. Get 15% off your order right now by using the promo code LOCKEDON15 at built.com.
0: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
2: The Chicago Bulls dropped yet another close game. This one to the New York
5: Knicks. The Chicago Bulls lose another close game game they've been in so many this season and they continue to come out on the wrong side of them i'm pat the designer from locked on bulls and you know what this this bulls team has a lot of questions that it needs to answer especially going through the rest of this season as they drop another game to the Knicks 128 120. Julius Randle was magnificent tonight. Bulls did some good things defensively against him to make things tough for him and Jalen Brunson. Got the game back to force overtime, forcing it close again, tough in those in quarters. But the Bulls fight their way back as they've done all season. But you know what? When it comes down to crunch time, the Chicago team, unlike last season, does not habit and you know what it's 18 games this season now the bulls are 2 and 12 2 and 16 in games decided by five points or less the bulls have to find some answers man uh we'll be over on locked on bulls breaking this entire game down figuring out more tune in with me and haze over there man y'all stay safe out there chicago
2: The golden state warriors lost to the indiana pacers on wednesday and that was only the second worst thing that happened to the dubs
3: Golden State Warriors are now 0 and 2 at the start of their six-game road trip, and Stephen Curry is injured. I'm Cyrus Sotzes with your Locked On Warriors. Locked On now recap of the Golden State Warriors falling to the Indiana Pacers in Indiana, 125-119. Stephen Curry left the game in the third quarter with a shoulder injury that right now is inconclusive in terms of the severity of it. He's scheduled to undergo an MRI tomorrow morning and a disastrous second quarter with Kerr stubbornly continuing to play. His two-way players Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb resulted in the team being outscored by 19 points. That was the difference in the game. Follow the program on Twitter at LockedOnDubs.
2: The Orlando Magic won a barn burner against the Atlanta Hawks. No, seriously, they allowed 124 points and won. A
1: 50-point first quarter, the Orlando Magic make NBA history, make franchise history, and hold on to win 135-124 to 124 over the Atlanta Hawks. My name is Philip Ross. like the host of Locked On Magic. And while a lot of the attention is going to go to that first quarter, as it should, because the Atlanta Magic played exactly how they want to play, and they're going to be showing that game tape over and over and over again to show them exactly what they need to do to win games. But this game was won in the fourth quarter because Atlanta did cut that down a 29-point lead to at least nine, eight points several times. But every time this young Magic team pulled away. They were able to make the stops, make the plays, make the baskets they needed to win the game. And that's really what this comes down to is the growth that the Magic are showing throughout the course of this season. Yes, they're much more he- much healthier now, but a four-game win streak is really about that growth, that poise and that confidence and yeah, a little bit of swagger to go out and win basketball games. The Magic made the plays to win in the fourth quarter, which is something they were not doing earlier in the season. We'll have a lot more coming up on Locked on Magic.
2: And on the ice, the Minnesota Wild were able to take advantage of a shorthanded Detroit Red Wings side. Make
3: it 7 of 9 for the Minnesota Wild, and they got a little bit of help from the Grim Reaver. Hey everybody, Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Recapping a 4-1 to one win for the Minnesota Wild against the Detroit Red Wings. Red Wings came in shorthanded, and for the Wild, they are able to collect a goal In the first period off the power play, Freddie Goudreau, one of two on the night for Goudreau. The Wild also got goals from Matt Dumba and Matt Zuccarello. Ryan Reeves with a couple of real physical hits against Detroit, and that helped the Wild set the tone from the get-go. And the Wild have now improved to 9-6-1 at home after a rough start. For more on the Minnesota Wild, make sure you follow Locked on Wild wherever you listen to your podcasts
0: another story you need to know
2: the Houston Rockets may or may not be actually trying to win games organizationally, and they haven't won a ton of them this season. They're nine and 18, but in the last two weeks they have wins over the Milwaukee bucks, the Philadelphia 76ers and two against the Phoenix Suns. They're four and two in their last six. Jalen green is looking better and better. Jabari Smith finally getting comfortable as a rookie. Maybe there's something here. Jackson Gatlin from Locked on Rockets. Assess for me right now where this Rockets team is in what we expect to be a long-term arc of development. Well, I think you're finally starting to see
0: some of the pieces coming together here, Peter, is you're seeing Jalen Green really becoming comfortable being that focal point of the Houston Rockets offense. The entire offense is geared to get him as many shots as possible, and he really is kind of coming into his own. Over these last five home games, specifically for the Rockets, Jalen Green's numbers have been off the charts. I had them pulled up before this segment, and they are now disappearing. My, my tab here for basketball reference has eluded me, but Jalen Green's performances, his splits, his home and road splits have been... Uh, really impressive. He's playing really, really well at Toyota Center. And then on the other side, you got Jabari Smith Jr., the number three overall pick from this year's draft i mean he had a rough go of things to start his rookie campaign the rockets had a really really difficult schedule right out of the gate but you're starting to see the game slow down for him right we talk about that you know we talk about the game slowing down for these young guys all the time but that's really been on display as of late over the last 10 games jabari shooting 46 percent from long distance the shot is finally starting to fall the shot that we kind of thought that he would have coming into the nba and then on top of that, he's had some really encouraging performances defensively. Peter, this is a guy who is going to be able to anchor defenses in the NBA for years. He he didn't single-handedly shut down Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's not fair. But in that Bucks win, he was the tone setter from the start of the game yeah. all the way to the end against Giannis. And that has to be incredibly encouraging if you're a Houston Rockets fan.
2: Yeah, blocked him at the rim. How many wings can say that they can get to a Giannis and Tedekumbo shot at the rim. Not many, but Jabari Smith can do it. So there is this young core. I'm sure there are some Rockets fans who are trying to be slick for Vic or whatever we're going with in the Victor Wembenyama <laughs> sweepstakes. But there is some signs of life here. So, so set, not reasonable expectations, but set some goals. Like what should the Rockets be trying to do, especially if some of the play we've seen of late is, is real and sustainable for them.
0: I think the number one thing, Peter, has to be if this team wins games off the backs of guys like Jalen Green, Jabari Smith Jr., Kevin Porter Jr., Alperin Shangun, if the young guys are winning you games, then yeah, maybe you you kiss, you know, Victor Womenyama and, and Scoot Henderson, the sweepstakes, goodbye, right? It's just gone. But at the same time, that's what you want to see. You want to see these young guys start to kind of galvanize and come together and find ways to win games. The Rockets have actually, as far as their like clutch performances this season, they've played in 14 games that qualify for clutch minutes, and they've been 7-7, seven and seven. so 7 of their 9 wins have come at the hands of games that have been kind of down to the wire, you know, closing moments within 5 points, give or take, one way or the other, to close out a game, and they found ways to win some of these games, having young guys learning finally how to win, how to close out games, how to maintain big leads like they just did in their most recent win against the Phoenix Suns, they went up, it was a wire-to-wire win against the Suns, they were without Devin Booker, of course, but at the same time, that's a game that last season, the Rockets probably would have choked that lead at some point and maybe given (laughs) up, you know, taking the foot off the gas, that kind of thing. So it's nice to see them finally growing up and and kind of becoming NBA players who understand how to
2: close out and how to win games. Best case scenario, though, might be. Playing a lot of close games with your with your team looking really good with your young players and then also losing them like I don't know is there a needle to thread there I understand you're trying to build a winning culture but like can you can you thread that needle I think that needle doesn't need to be threaded until like the final third of the season
0: like I I am definitely not one who wakes up and says all right looks at the schedule all right the Rockets got to lose this game today for this <laughs> Wimbenyama sweepstakes no like they went into San Antonio last week and the thought didn't even cross my mind about you know, losing that game on purpose to try and, you know, sweeten the odds for Yama. The Rockets wound up losing that game and it was bad for a bunch of other reasons, but it wasn't like a thought that I've ever had where they need to wake up and actively tank.
2: Stay up to date all year on the Houston Rockets by subscribing to Lockdown Sports today in the Lockdown Rockets podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, the San Francisco Giants proved they are above the chorus of mediocrity in Major League Baseball. The San Francisco Giants began this offseason with a roster that needed help and a front office willing to put in the work. Enter Carlos Correa. Sure, he's no Aaron Judge, but he's probably the second best free agent available and he's headed to the Bay. Locked on Giants host, Ben Kaspic points to this as a reason why the Giants are a cut above the rabble that some may group with them.
6: Like we've been talking about this on and on and on and on, all off season and even before the offseason. But especially when Trey Turner signs and Xander Bogart signed, these are the other top shortstops in the class, for between $25 and $30 million, it seemed apparent that that's what it would take for Correa. And those guys got 11 years. Correa gets 13. And so what it looks like is the Giants just pushed all of their chips in the middle. They said, we missed out on Judge. We're not going to miss out on Correa. And they just offered him a massive contract. So to all of you, who have been blowing me up for years, saying that they're cheap and they won't spend. I could take this opportunity to say I told you so, but you've been right more often than I've been right, or you've been right more often than you've been wrong. But can we drop the narrative that the Giants are the Pittsburgh Pirates, or the Giants are the Oakland A's, or the Giants are whoever, whatever schmuck franchise is out there, not willing to spend money. The Giants are not that team. I don't know why this is
2: even a question mark. The Giants are a premier franchise, a premier destination. Why wouldn't they be? And it's not just that the Giants have won a lot of baseball games since most of these players have been alive, though of course that matters. It's not just the legacy of players like Barry Bonds, who for whatever questions we have about the integrity of the game, part of his career He is an all-time great player, an iconic player, an iconic park, and an iconic part of the world, a part that gives players myriad opportunities to take advantage of the tech situation going on in the Bay Area, all of the innovation to start companies, to invest, all the opportunities it provides, and of course, to live in one of the most beautiful parts of the world in any part of American sports. The fact that Aaron Judge, seemed poised to go there, is proof of this. And of course, Carlos Correa, not the quality of player of someone like Aaron Judge, but still someone that the New York Mets and Steve Cohen looked like they were about to open the wallet back up. It's a big wallet with Steve Cohen and reach down into the recesses of it for even more money than they've already spent. Instead, he went to the Giants. There should be no question about this team, this franchise, this organization, because they've proven it year in, year out, and decade in and decade out, at least since most of the players in Major League Baseball have been alive. And finally, Boston Red Sox fans are upset. In related news, water is wet and it's cold in December, most parts of the country. Xander Bogarts is gone just a few years after the team unceremoniously traded away Mookie Betts. Red Sox president Sam Kennedy has a response to those fans. He said, I would put our organization and our track record up against anyone else's in Major League Baseball, period. And given that the Red Sox have won four World Series since 2004, more than any other team, I think Boston fans will find little sympathy for their plight in heavy scare quotes among other baseball fan circles. More likely, instead of Sweet Caroline, it's going to be, the world's smallest violin, you'll play a little tune on for them. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen coming up tomorrow. Who has the biggest test this weekend in the NFL? So at least until
5: tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.